Hey now, this is the Pandola Project Monday Motivation. I'm Matt Pandola. And I'm producer Jake Parker. Matt, how was your week? Happy Monday, by the way. Yeah, man, it was good. Just enjoyed my trail runs. I always love watching the sun rise as we're running up on top of the mountain. And it feels like getting up that early was worth the effort Love those memories. Love starting off my week that way. How about you? It was also similar, except I probably missed the sunrise. You probably got up a little bit earlier than I did. Plus, I'm in the gym by the time the sun's rising, so I don't actually get to see it. I just have to know that it's there for me while I'm indoors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it was good. Different folks, different strokes, Jake. That's right, man. So I know that you're out there appreciating that beautiful sunrise, and uh, I'm there with you in spirit. So it was good. The weekend was good. I'm glad it's Monday. I like this quote. I just saw this. Mondays don't suck. Your attitude sucks. I love that. That's great. I'm going to hang that in my office. Yeah, you just tell yourself it's going to be a good day. I'm going to get the week started right. I'm going to focus forward, right? Because if it's the opposite in your mind, guess what? You're probably going to be right. Monday will suck if you think all Mondays suck. Yeah, like this is awesome. It's Monday. I'm ready to go. Even if you don't maybe feel that way all the way, you can fake it till you make it. Fake it. It works. It's a placebo effect. I promise you'll feel a little bit better. All right. So what are we talking about today, Jake? All right, Matt, we got an excellent email from a listener and This listener's name is Samantha. She wanted some help with focus. So here, I'm going to read this quick email. It's not very long, and it goes like this. Okay, here's my question. How can I stay more focused on the tennis court? Even when I'm in the middle of a great lesson, my mind sometimes wanders. My coach has even said she knows when I'm not concentrating because she can hear me talking to myself, not about tennis. In parentheses, how can she hear me? What I'm saying from way over there, I have no idea, but she's always right. Thank you, Samantha. So, thanks for emailing, Samantha. By the way, if you want to be featured on a Monday Motivation, send us an email, pendolaproject at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. And this is a really interesting question because focus, Matt, I mean, we've talked about multitasking and overtaxing your brain and over-delivering in certain things in previous podcasts, but focus is something that you can actually cultivate, right? Yeah, and it's not just for tennis. We'll address the question for her, but this can be really anything that you want to focus better on. We have some simple tools here that we can use. I do want to thank Dr. Del Cotter. She is part of the coaching system I'm in with my performance enhancement coaching certification program. She is a wonderful coach and I learned so much from her. So a lot of what I'm advising on, I have learned from her credit where credit's due, right, Jake? Absolutely. I appreciate you doing that, man. Dr. Del Cotter, thank you for your work. So back to Samantha and her question about focus on the tennis court. What's something that she can do before she arrives? Because if she's recognizing a pattern of lacking focus, there's probably something that needs to be done before she actually even picks up a racket. Yeah, absolutely. This is a great exercise everybody can do on their own. Bringing visualization into your thought process is extremely beneficial. And when we do that, we want to think about our five senses. A good thing here is for this person or anybody listening to think about a good memory in your sport or when you're really in the flow at work, whatever it is that you want to be able to focus on better. Think about 
a good memory you have in that situation to begin with, or pick something that is your story that involves your five senses. So a common thing I have my athletes do, they'll think about when they were really enjoying their sport, having fun, loving the opportunity they had that particular day or that performance they were in. Go back to that and close your eyes, bring as many senses as you can into this thought process, what you feel, hear, smell, see, and taste. If you bring those senses into your own personal story where you've been successful, it's more likely that you're going to be able to get that focus when you need it just by using your senses. For example, when you're on the court to stay grounded, you need to get your feet under you and push the ground away. If you're doing that, you're going to connect with the ball better. So thinking about a simple cue like what you feel there can really help. Matt, you also talk about purposeful practice or understanding your why. What is that about? What is knowing your why? We call it 567 Academy, but I learned this. Ask yourself why five, six, seven times. By the time you get to the seventh answer, you're probably pretty intrinsic. You're probably getting back to the basics of why you love doing what you're doing, why it's really important to you. It's not about winning the match or getting a title. Probably this person who wrote in is not trying to win a championship anyway. The benefits are probably related to health and enjoyment, having motivation to do something challenging but fun. So ask yourself why you're really doing it in the first place, and that'll help to quote-unquote ground you. And when you say ask why five, six, seven times, are we coming up with the same answer every time, or are we digging deeper, trying to get more to the foundation of the why, like a two-year-old asking why, why, why? Well, let's do this, Jake. What do you love to do? Oh, I love podcasting, man. Why? Why? Because I like sharing information with people. Why do you love sharing information with people? Because I like thinking that I'm helping people. Why is helping people so important to you, Jay? I see what you're doing here. Uh, Because I think we can help make the world a better place. Okay, so we want to make the world a better place. Now we have some common ground here to talk about. That is getting more intrinsic. That's my example of that. By the time we keep repeating this, and I have my athletes partner up and do this all the time. It's a great exercise. Yeah, and you only did three just now with me. That was really good. Yeah, and this is something I encourage you to do with somebody else. Put yourself into that why situation five, six, seven times. You will get pretty organic by the end of it. And it's just a good exercise to remind yourself of what you're doing out there in the first place, in this case, on a court. That will help you focus a little bit better. Another thing I really like to do is work on breathing patterns. So I will tell you that I'm not much of a meditator. I've tried it. Uh, I think it's great if it works for you. But we always talk here about if it works for you. Mm -hmm. So if you like to meditate, there's actually some great apps out there. Some of my athletes have used. There's an app called Brainwaves that really has helped some of my athletes. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a little bit of structure behind the meditation Mm -hmm. and it just gets you into a better place so you can get in some purposeful practice. But me personally, I guess I feel like if I am doing something that's 
physically going to help me at the same time, I'm a little bit more enticed to do it. So I get a small soccer ball, a three inch soccer ball at Walmart. I think it costs maybe three, $4. You use this soccer ball that's collapsible, that's fairly soft, but has a little bit of give to it. It's not too hard. It's not overly soft. And you do what we call gut smashing. And that's when you lay down on top of the ball and you think about your diaphragm being in about four different quadrants. You're laying down on top of the ball, let's say on the right side of your diaphragm, right where the stitching meets for your abs and your obliques, let's say. And that area there gets a little bit tight. So to get better breathing, we can breathe into the ball laying on the ground. So it's like if you've heard of crocodile breathing where you're trying to lay down and get your sides wide. It's like doing that, but just with a little bit more resistance to open up your diaphragmic breathing a little bit better for performance as well. There's a PT named Jill Miller that I believe came up with gut smashers. So you can look her up, Jill Miller gut smashers. You can see exactly how to do this. But I will breathe in deeply about five times, very slowly, focusing on nasal breathing while I'm laying down on this ball. As I'm doing this, I'm going to start to visualize what I want to do for purposeful practice that day, and I'll start to bring my five senses into the visualization. So say I'm going to go out and do that trail run in the morning that I just mentioned. I don't really want to get up that early. It's still cold outside. It's not going to be fun until that sun's rising and I get that experience, but to get myself out the door... I'm going to start with a bit of a warm-up. want to be able to do something constructive. By the time I get done with this, I'm also a little bit more amped up and fired up to go do this thing. So I'll start to visualize my five senses as I'm breathing. And I'll keep repeating my quadrants, but maybe working on an area that's a little bit tighter that I can recognize. And I'll spend about five minutes doing this. While I'm doing this, I start thinking about my senses. Again, why am I doing this in the first place? What do I love about it? Well, when it's still dark out, I'm just starting off with a walk and up the canyon, but I can smell the creek by us. And that gets me going, gets me excited to do the run. I can hear the wildlife around me. That's exciting to start to make me feel like I'm a part of nature. Even something as simple as my dog, Lily, just being so excited with all of the smells that she's getting. I don't even smell these things, but I'm thinking, what are you smelling over there? She's just so interested in every time we even approach the trails, she starts to whine. She's excited. She knows that she's going to go out and get all these new smells. And it's something as simple as that brings me joy. Mm -hmm. And eventually the sun does start peeking out. I can see that sun rising. I've hit the top of the mountain. Now it's time to have some fun. I'm usually at this point pretty warmed up. I'm going to start to hit maybe some tempo paces. I want to really feel the ground as I push away. I feel my breathing. I feel my body moving more efficiently. I can start to register that I'm in tune with nature, my body, 
even hearing the footsteps from my running companions around me gets me going and I can start to really feel that I'm where I should be for that day. My focus is all about that experience. I'm not thinking about what I need to do later. I'm not thinking about what was going on earlier on in the week. I'm just enjoying that process. So bringing my senses into that experience, even when I started gut smashing and breathing before I even left the door, makes all the difference so I can focus on purposeful practice. Dude, you said at the beginning of this that you're not much of a meditator, but that's exactly what you just described. Because meditation does not have to be you sit cross-legged on the floor and go, oh, that does not mean meditation for everybody. Meditation just means awareness of the moment. Exactly. Paying attention to your senses. That is focus, deliberate focus on five senses, not the future, not the past, the now. Keep it there. That's a meditative experience, man. Absolutely. If it works for you, then that's what you should be doing. It doesn't have to be what the standard meditation is in that case. Don't get stuck on somebody else's process. Focus on your own process and find something that makes sense to you and use that. All right, Matt. So let's bring it back to Samantha. If she's on the tennis court now, let's say she's gotten herself there at the very least, but now she's finding herself distracted. Maybe she's talking to herself like she mentioned in her email. What can she do once she starts to notice her brain wandering? First thing, if she writes pen to paper, she writes her visualization down. That, I believe, is a lost art not even typing it out, but just pen to paper and create the perfect imagery for yourself. Create the perfect visualization that really inspires you and brings you back to the love and joy like we talked about before. Then I like to personally make an audio recording from there. Some of my athletes, I'll actually make a recording that they can listen to on the way to practice. So I like to do that myself Now I'm going to listen to that audio to even take it a step further, especially if I'm going to have a quality training session or a race or something like that. That pre-visualization on my phone recording helps a lot. Then I would say she likes to talk to herself, right? Yeah, so obviously an example of a very active mind. And so don't fight that. Don't tell yourself, oh, I shouldn't be talking to myself. That's a battle you're probably going to lose and just be disappointed in yourself. So embrace it. Instead, just try to give yourself more constructive talk, more self-talk that's going to help you focus on the process you're there for, which is, in this case, tennis. So now we can talk about our self-talk. What kind of affirmations are we going to use when we talk to ourselves? So affirmations are very beneficial, especially when you like to talk to yourself, then odds are this is going to be really productive for you. You can have affirmations like, I am focused, I am present, I am breathing in focus and energy, keep going, energy flowing. Now, if you notice on that last one, it rhymed a little bit more. I personally like to have simple affirmations if they can rhyme probably all the better, but it should mean something to you, Jake. What's one you would use? So literally one that I did use a while back was I am confident, 
when I was trying to go out and do new things and I was really feeling really unsure of myself, the affirmation, I am confident was how I went to bed every night for about probably like four or five months. I did that for a long time. And what do you know, self-fulfilling prophecy, I started to rewire the way my thoughts were happening and I started to feel more confident. I can, I am. The one that Dr. Locotter talks about not using so much is I will. I will indicates that maybe you won't. Mm-hmm. I, I will be a more focused athlete. I am a more focused athlete is more confident, like you just said. Yeah, now, not, okay, I'll work on it tomorrow. I can do this. I am strong. I am present. And just watch how your habits and your thoughts will change when you start to make a habit of saying positive things for yourself. And listening to your coach's cues, even when you're writing your visualization, you might have certain cues that your coach has given to you that you want to put into that hearing process, what you hear. Those coach's cues are there for a reason. For example, little interesting fact, but the old keep your eye on the ball, and this is obviously in tennis, this would be keep your eye on the ball. Well, a few years back, they took the world's best female softball pitcher, and she went up against Mark McGuire, some other heavy hitters. Okay. Now, what do you think happened there? Well, I imagine Mark McGuire uh, smashed the ball. Right, because a softball is, even when it's thrown at maximum velocity with the world's best female softball pitcher, it's going to be in the 60s somewhere probably. Yeah, and it's nothing against her. It's just working with you know different equipment. That ball has gotten no chance. And in baseball, he's hitting 100-mile-an-hour fastballs versus maybe 66-mile-an-hour softball. Softball is also bigger, so if he's keeping his eye on the ball, he can smash that ball pretty easily. Right. Well, what happened is not just Mark McGuire, but pro hitter after pro hitter was not able to hit her ball. Oh. And what they found is that it was really just time and training, experience, developing that coordination. And it was more now just what they had learned to develop skill set wise over time. So they're not really keeping their eye on the ball, so to speak. So what that tells us is, for example, when your coach is giving you cues, it's so you can be more proactive and you're able to coordinate and get to that play, get to the ball in time, connect with that ball with your feet under you, for example, and follow through. But really, it comes down to that focus now factor that you need, not so much of keeping your eye on the ball, so to speak. So just a good example, I think, of where the coach has a reason for saying, hey, I don't want you talking to yourself over there about nonsense. I want you focused now on what it is that we're trying to work on so you can develop the skill set to get to the ball, to connect with the ball. And that does take that focus now factor. So you can create the habit of focusing on what needs to be focused on. Absolutely. And then I just want to add that when you do start to let your mind wander, just take note of it, recognize it, and then get back to your center, get back to your focus. Because of course, you're imperfect. So am I. So is Matt. You're going to let your mind wander. The important part is just to get back to it, not to focus on the failure of that moment. Don't even want to call it a failure. Yeah, I love you always bring up good points here. So that reminds me, first of all, don't say the word don't to yourself. Think about your affirmations, focusing now on what you can do in the moment 
have your visualization, use your senses, keep it positive. I will, I can. Eliminate the negative words in your self-talk. It's going to take time. You're going to have to keep repeating this affirmation that you've chosen or affirmations that you've chosen. You're going to have to keep repeating your visualization. But over time, you'll be able to focus now with more purposeful practice. And you'll also be able to notice those benefits and your mind will be trained so that you'll get snapped back to focus really quickly once you make this a habit. Yeah, man. Thank you for the email, Samantha. I hope that was helpful. And if you would like your question to be answered on a Monday Motivation episode, send us an email, pendolaproject at gmail.com. And the Pendola Project is on Facebook. Give us a like there. And if you like the show, if you get some value out of this, share it with a friend or write a review for us on your podcast app. We really appreciate those and we love reading what you think about the show. And if you like this topic, you really don't want to miss our upcoming feature-length episode. We interviewed Rosie and Ileana, a couple of Matt's runners, and man, they've got great mental habits. Yeah, man. These are amazing athletes with great visualization techniques and self-talk. And they talk quite a bit in their podcast about how they use positive self-talk to focus now for purposeful practice so they can become better versions of themselves in performance and in life. It's inspiring. You won't believe these girls are still 19 years old. And Rosie, since the interview, went on to win her first collegiate cross-country race, even though her specialty is the 800 meters. And Eliana, she is at Dartmouth and trying out for the rowing team there. So those girls moving forward with better and better progress every day. You're going to love this one. Putting the habits into practice. Looking forward to that. Hey, remember, every day, not just today, can be your best day. Talk to you next week.